0: Hello, welcome to The Big Scuba Show.
1: Hi, I'm Ross Kemp and I am on The Big Scuba Podcast with Gemma and Ian.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Narkt at 90, so let's find out a bit more about them. Narkt at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre.
0: Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during Covid using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, NARC.90 at ninety can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. NARC.90 at ninety have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers and are the longest-serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing. Repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Knocked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers.
2: Based centrally in the UK, Narkt at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers.
0: Bespoke cable assemblies.
2: Advice on specific fitting requirements.
0: Suggestions and guidance for home builds.
2: Computer laser cutting and engraving.
0: Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives.
2: So, Narkt at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide.
0: Go to narktat 90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers.
2: Knocked at 90. Large enough to cope, small enough to care.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Ian. I am your dive master and co-host. And uh, all the way over in Pakefield is our other co-host.
2: Hello, my name's Gemma. Welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast.
0: Um. As you said to me a little while ago, we haven't reminded people about what our podcast is actually about. Do you want to do that? Yes.
2: Yep. So we are called The Big Scuba Podcast. We are both divers. I'm quite a new diver. Ian's quite a mature, experienced diver. (laughs)
0: Well-seasoned. Careful.
2: (laughs) Um, I'm
0: still 26.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I needed to choose words better then, didn't I? Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. So our podcast is um, about diving and also things to do with the marine underwater world. So we do talk to divers, but we talk to other people connected to marine conservation, um, anything to do with the, the ocean. So we have spoken to astronauts because they use water and um
0: practice in a buoyancy lab in a swimming pool to a buoyancy lab. It's a bit of suffer coming out there, gal. Was it? Oh, God. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no offense to any Suffolk people. Um so yes, so that's what our podcast is about. Unless you want it to have anything else.
0: It is. And we want to say thank you very much for downloading this episode. Number one hundred and forty eight.
2: Yes. So there is a big backlog of, uh, back catalog of other episodes to listen to, and all our various guests from all walks of life and every podcast will give you something to take away.
0: Can I just say all free? Yes. All free. Yeah. There's no charge. They're all free. And uh, just go to, Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts and download them, and uh, they're all there. In fact, (laughs) hold on a minute. If you already listened to this, you've already done it. So, well done.
2: (laughs) Yep. So, uh, tell your friends, tell your scuba diving friends or anybody interested in the oceans
0: um, you've found this great podcast and spread the word, please. And currently, I got this right. Is that 128 countries? 129. 129 countries. I will
2: have another look, but yeah, that's uh, how many countries around the world we're listening to.
0: Yeah yeah i keep meaning to actually uh contact the uh, british antarctic survey to see if when they're in there, <laughs> when they're there can they download it because that's the only way we're going to get that area covered as well
2: yeah yeah
0: That'd yeah be really cool
2: yeah so it's even in landlocked countries we listen to so it's just pretty awesome
0: i know i know it's brilliant it's good to have you along um so coming up in this episode we've got a very well known guest um man from the tv uh, my brother's um, long lost twin, as I like to say, <laughs> um, but a very um, popular guy. He's been has made his name well known over the years. Uh, started uh, on a on Britain's uh, long serving soap. Yes, EastEnders.
2: EastEnders. So probably, if you're not listening in the UK, if you're listening around the world, EastEnders probably won't mean anything to you, but. It is that's a touch really to people these days, no, it really? but it is an institution How is that still
0: going. But anyway, that's where he cut his teeth in his acting world and TV, TV mm-hmm. career. And um, we've all got a past.
2: Yeah. He's gone on to do some great things. Um... <laughs> get out <of> my pub. <laughs> <Stop> Oi, <Phil. laughs> anyway. So but he has in gone fact,
0: on. Can I just say, I was going to say to him that we didn't get time. One of the best lines I ever heard him say to somebody in EastEnders was, hold on, mate, this is going to sting. <laughs> Actually, when he was about to give somebody, <laughs> somebody. a slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. But EastEnders aside, he has gone on to make various series uh, for the TV. Um, he's been in some sort of really treacherous oh, war zones, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, so he's been in South America interviewing some of these <laughs> very famous – and drug the thing, uh, yeah. drug cartels, mm-hmm. uh drug cartels, uh drug big gangs, um, where he's had to go in and you know talk to them. And um he was in with um the I can't remember what battalion it was now, but he was in uh Afghanistan when the UK um was all out in Afghanistan when that was all kicking off. Uh, Hellman Pro- Pro- province as well, Yeah. Um, dodging the bullets, literally on the front line with the troops, um, showing their story. And <coughs> I've seen on social media how much respect they've got for him. Yeah. Have um, a look at his. He's, he's got
2: a lot out on YouTube. So even if you're not UK based, you know, you can log on to YouTube and uh, just see.
0: Yeah, very respected, um, I have to say. And uh, and now into diving and um, very into UK diving.
2: Yes. Yeah. So Monday the 10th, the day this podcast is released, um, a new series comes out on Sky History called Deep Sea Treasure Hunter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's good that we've got an ambassador in Ross for – you know, sharing what is just, you know, out on our coast.
2: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And it's the second series he's done relating to diving. His first series was called Shipwreck Treasure Hunters. um, And now he's progressed. Um, He's probably going to do more challenging dives, I think, in this series, going a little bit deeper. Um, Still wearing a full face mask and communicating. And he's been diving.
0: Talks about the ups and downs of wearing a full face mask. They're not always... You know, like everything else, they always got a. There's always a trade-off sometimes, and they're not always smoothly run, are they?
2: No. No. Um, the first episode he does a dive on the Mary Rose site, which links in nicely with our previous episodes where we've had yeah. Alex Hildred on and uh, the opening of the four D dive experience at the Mary Rose Museum. So yeah. it all fits like a jigsaw puzzle. It
0: does. I, I don't know how you do that. No. we do it. I think we just throw these things together. We don't have a plan.
2: Yeah, people juggle all these balls. We don't things. wing
0: these things.
2: <laughs> no. no, so Ross is coming up, um, and, yeah, that was an interesting conversation we had with him last week. So what else have
0: we been up to? Um, well, I've been basically just work and fighting off what's been an awful cold. Yeah, we've had of... the has today, <laughs> today has been the best day out of the lot, actually. Yeah,
2: so, so uh, yeah. But no, it's not been, um yeah, the healthiest of weeks,
0: has it? No, <laughs> is um, it? Honey's t- been in the pool. She, her diving is coming on a treat. Looks mm-hmm. so calm. Uh, she's now finished. Uh, she had a, it w- was in the pool Thursday and she was one-to-one with Polly and finished off the uh, fifth chapter of the Paddy manual. So she's now done that. And now it'll be um in a couple of weeks' time. She's not she's not in the pool now for about two weeks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and that'll be dry suit and um just basically going over skills really and yeah. getting a, getting her geared up for um stony on the first week in of June.
2: Yeah, it'll come around quite quickly. So that's about seven good.
0: weeks, I think we've got. So in between that, we're gonna do some um snorkeling. In the either in the river around here or maybe at the canal, uh, North Walsham. Mm Um, so be a really good transition, I think, from uh, diving in the pool, Mm. a bit of snorkeling in open water to then actually the proper dive weekend doing open water at Stoney.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was actually on the river yesterday, and the visibility, you know, you can see quite clearly um so that's good news that we be make yeah. make a good, good
0: um, wetsuit get the wetsuit on hood yeah. gloves you yeah. know and uh jump in you, you know it ain't gonna be very deep is it
2: yeah
0: so yeah. a couple of meters if that and, no uh, but
2: it's just that transition from blue clear water in a pool to what it is going to be like in reality
0: yeah and that yeah. is isn't it? so yeah uh, not working well helped you didn't it
2: it did, a lot, yeah. And I did see there was a couple of posts yesterday about people that had been diving at Stony Cove, um, and the visibility was really good yeah. yesterday. Yeah, So oh, like and the thing. temperature had gone up to seven
0: degrees. Uh, I think I do believe that Crystal Seas are up there this weekend, so I uh, hope that's all going well. And the uh, start of the first dive as of the training season yeah. has yeah. basically started, which is good yeah. this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was at Crystal Seas last Sunday doing my emergency first aid responder course. So how did that go? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, good. Trudy and Emma and Bradley were the instructors, That's and it. Conrad. Um, I think you did your rescue course with him. India and Sam are dive masters, and John Osmond was there for his refresher as well.
0: So, yeah, um, yeah, I did my uh, rescue with him, and um, yeah, it's good experience. And um, I also did my. Um, EFR course with Trudy as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's very entertaining, but lots of good fun as well. And uh, yeah, well, that's the yeah. point. That's the but point. It's all preparation for the rescue course um in a couple of months. So, and yesterday I got out on the paddleboard finally, the sea Did lion you? paddleboard. So that was its first proper voyage. Um, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, the weather was calm. It was a bit grey, but it was good to get out on the river and actually put it through its paces and yeah loved it It was a nice yeah. stable board yeah
0: excellent And we should just remind people that um there's a link on our website isn't there and yes. uh, yeah. you can get a discount i can't remember what the discount is but we you know use promo promo code big scuba if mm-hmm. you're going to look at a for board this year have a look at sea line boards and um uh, yeah use our promo code
2: yep they've got a lot to shout about being a sustainable brand um lots of good things um on their website so they look a...
0: snazzy as well don't they because they're inflatable but the actual top of it makes it, uh, how they've done it. it looks like wood
2: yes yeah yeah it's quite a striking looking board and uh yeah yeah very easy to um put together and transport even fitted in my little car
0: yeah excellent yeah. well if you get that in an mx5 why not <laughs> no, exactly
2: so yeah um link will be in the show notes as well so uh, head over to their website and use the code big scuba.
0: Goodo. Um, I do believe we've got some shout outs as mm. well haven't we? Yes. Uh, this week. Um now we had a lovely uh email from somebody from Canada I believe didn't we? Yes. Who who's actually lives in Ireland. well no he was born in Ireland and then he uh, moved to Canada.
2: Yes in Ontario so Frank yeah. Connell
0: so hello to you and thanks for listening and, you know, and uh, sharing, giving us your ear to, down, to download and listen to this podcast with us. So yes. Thanks for that.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's always good to hear from our listeners around it the is. world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Brilliant. Uh, is there anything else we need to cover off?
2: No, I think we've covered everything. We've got uh, quite a busy week ahead and... Back to work. It's Easter in the UK. Oh, I um,
0: should say, happy Easter, everyone.
2: Yes, happy Easter Sunday. If you celebrate
0: <laughs> Easter, then happy Easter. If not, I <laughs> hope you enjoy your bank holiday. <laughs>
2: yes, and eat plenty of chocolate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, but yeah, we've uh, got a busy week back to work, and I've got my photography course next Sunday, and oh, then we're, in the, we're in the pool again the following Monday, doing some full face mask
0: skills. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, photography course is really good.
2: Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Yeah,
0: you'll, you'll enjoy that. So uh, when's that next Sunday?
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Excellent. Good, yeah, good. That's,
2: that's just in the pool, but um, yeah, it'd be good to get a bit more experience using the camera, ready for when we're back in the water at Stony Cove and in the sea.
0: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it won't be long. But mm. It won't be long. We need to get diving this month as well. So it uh, be good get shot this cold and yeah. uh, get jumping in.
2: Yes, yeah. Thankfully, it's come at the beginning of the month, and yeah, we're planning on getting back in it end of the month, aren't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's kind of it for now. Um, so, Ross Kemp. Yes, me,
2: <laughs> This is our conversation with Ross. Oh,
0: before we do that, we need to say thanks to Patrick as well. Yes, for Patrick
2: Deacons. Yeah, for organising uh, the conversation we had with Ross and the time. So yeah, yeah. and
0: helping set this up and. um, don't we also need to say thank you to David from Sky?
2: Yes. Yeah. Who we actually met at the Mary Rose um, yeah. event, didn't we? Yeah. Was
0: also, um, who has also helped set this up as well. So uh, it's been good. It's been, you know, it's been a few people involved, but we got there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And it all fits in really nicely with our uh, relationship with the Mary Rose Museum as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so thank you to everybody concerned, and thanks to Ross particularly for giving us some of his time as well, because he had loads of interviews that mm. day, didn't he? So uh, it's good that um, he shared some, shared this with us, so it's all yeah. good.
2: Yeah, so enjoy this episode. Yep. Thanks for downloading. Okay, right, so thanks for joining us on the Big Scuba podcast, and this is in preparation for the launch of your new series, Deep Sea Treasure Hunter. So, First
1: of all, um, what do you love about diving? Oh, um, well, the reason I I got my paddy in in the 90s was basically I'd always wanted to do it. When I was a kid, I had an action man with a a scuba kit on it. And apparently, I don't remember doing this, but I used to nick the uh the the squeezy the fairy liquid or whatever it was whatever we had at the time and i'd spray it in the bath after my brother had got out and i'd like make like mountains with the bubbles and then i'd have my diver coming in and out and doing all that kind of thing and i knew that there was a connection between my family um and the sea because my great grandfather was at sea for 65 years i mean he went to sea very young and he was from a family um that had grown up in a pub called the Ship and the Castle in Portsmouth Harbour, which still exists, uh, which I visited in the first the first series. Uh, and he was from a family of thirteen, and, and all the men either joined the merchant or the or the or the Royal Navy. So they all went to sea. Some of them sadly didn't come back. Some of them were shipwrecked, like my grandfather. And father, so I grew up with stories from my nan. Two of my relations, sadly, went Arthur and Bert. Who Arthur grew up with my nan. He um, he went down on the Hood. So there were sort of stories about Navy and Sea and 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 all that when I was growing up. I didn't, and I've always been fascinated to say with being in the water, loving the water. I learned to swim when I was really young in the shallows of the Norfolk coast, because that's where all my family are from, even though I grew up in Essex. So when I go to see my nan, they know the groins there and the sand drifts, yeah. leaves. Dusk, leaves. And so after a while, I got good enough to swim in the sea, even though there's a big undertow on that East Coast. Um, and I just love water, and I've always loved water and swimming. And, um, Whenever I've been able to afford a house at a swimming pool, I've had one. So very lucky me. But also just being under submerged in it, the feeling of it. I've always, you know, really loved to bath over a shower, even though I predominantly shower these days because I'm an old kid and I've not got time. (laughs) But um, but the the, the major thing was obviously when I learned to dive with my paddy uh, out in Cyprus, was just the freedom, uh, just the feeling of of self. There's no mobile phones down there. There's... There's nothing else down there apart from you know you and your buddy. But you know, I, I then when I I I learned in Cyprus, my first girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, sorry she was my first girlfriend, uh, she wasn't very happy because I spent the entire two week holiday with a very good looking Norwegian diving instructor. <laughs>
3: Um
1: And luckily, I scraped through. Uh, that relationship was doomed for fail, doomed to failure sadly. And then about three years later, I met a girl who was also into diving, and we went off to the Maldives. We went for a month
3: wow wow
1: yeah in the early days to Kurumba village they were looking like you know uh early 80s and late yeah early 80s when there was not many people going out there and my god it was incredible mm. and that's the first time i went into uh a wreck there was a there's a long they used to land uh what were they called the vulcan bomber there
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: connection between uh british raf and and the, whatever um, organization were in charge of the Maldives at the time. And they'd built a runway that basically stretches out into the sea for a good, like, a half a mile or whatever. And the drunk skipper of some uh, some merchant vessel called the Victory had, had rammed it into the uh, – wasn't expecting to see a long piece of concrete sticking out into the uh, into the Indian Ocean. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you could dive into it. And actually, I think it was about uh, 35 metres, so your paddy really shouldn't be going that far, and in, particularly into a into – a, um, a submerged wreck wow. but you could come up and because so many people were taking their eggs out there was always an air pocket there so you could hang off the ceiling say so you had done wow. it write your name on the roof and then put your egg in and go back out wow um, and so i'd had that conversation um <laughs> with a guy called ed taylor who i was at the time making a program about dangerous wild animals okay people keep tigers and and iguanas and crocodiles believe it or not in their back gardens um, and um, I was just about to go into a. I just gone into a lion's cage with the trainer in Munich, um, and I came back out, and they'd said, "Well, if you can do that, you're fancy doing a programme about shipwrecks." And I went, "Yeah, if you can get it commissioned," and it, it got very quickly commissioned by Sky History. So, uh, Dan Korn, I um, thank you very much. Um, and we shot the first series predominantly in the UK. Obviously, I had to go very quickly from uh, an open water to advanced to advanced rescue. really quick. Um, and uh, with uh, Scuba Diving International um, and Mark looked after me in that. And then it got really serious when the HSE lot turned up because um, they looked more like people that were just about to knock a building down rather than actually go in the water with their overalls and their boots and their, their uh Big stuff. At least they yeah. didn't make you wear high vis vest or anything. No, no, no. But not far off it, I have to say. <laughs> um yeah, it was uh it was a bit of a, like, what's gonna happen now? But um I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um and it was great, you know. Uh, it was great that everyone at Raysbury was very kind to me to begin with. And yep. then we moved on to there to Crumball and obviously to the N D C and then we went proper open water and um yeah, I loved it. Um and I love I love British diving as well. I mean, I, you know, sometimes it's better you can't see too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
2: it's a good um, start, isn't it, when you the lack of visibility because when you get into the blue water,
1: it's totally. And also, I, I'd come from that sort of like holiday diving kind of background. I hadn't done it in like fifteen odd years, twenty odd years, but going like, but Scarpa is just incredible. To so, you know. To be with Emily there and to um to dive. Um I can't remember if it, it was the Karlsruher, I think, or the Flotta Begaiton too, those two big ships, particularly the Ruhr yeah. When you go down and you suddenly see something that big amazing, laying there on its side. And I use the terminology in this series, it's like shaking hands with ghosts, and it really is. Yeah. I mean, it it, it is a it's a it's an excellent way to tell history because it's not dry it's rather wet um <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: and, it, and it is though I I find it you know I, I wouldn't you know wouldn't rule out the fact that you might find me you know in an East Anglian field somewhere with a metal detector one day because when you do find something particularly if you're from the bottom of Plymouth Sound and you find a silver coin like we do in this episode well I didn't find it Mallory has found it actually but I'm going to claim it <laughs> um there is an overwhelming sense of you are the first person to have touched or, or felt this thing particularly when we're on the mary Rose in 500 wow. years wow. and how fortunate am i at a, you know a pretty average diver to be able to have all those experiences so i feel um incredibly privileged to uh have been allowed to dive on some of the wreck sites that i've already i've dived on and uh let's hope they commission a new series so i get to do some more
0: so uh, how, how many dives have you done do you still log them
1: no is the answer um, <laughs> I should do but I don't they are being logged by somebody else obviously because it's an HSC thing yeah so I should do keep my log book up but I don't because also I tell you what here's the thing that that most people m- might not even consider if you think about when we're diving on a wreck just say we use the M2 for an example which yeah. you all know right so we used that actually when I was um working I had to design my own like dive with a cameraman and how we would do it, and what pieces we would say as part of my training, the HSC media course, right? And obviously, you want to do your deepest piece to camera first. So, you're going to come down a shot line that's going to be close to where the Conning Tower is or attached to it. Yeah. And then you want to go to the deepest part of the dive. So, we've got a fin pass there. So, we'll get shots of a of, of Richie. If his visit is good enough, me going down the rails uh-huh. of, the, of the boat of, of the of the top of the of the sub, then get to say where the um the, the deepest part, which is now or we're at 25, 30 meters, get to where the tubes are, do that quick piece of camera. This is where the torpedoes would have been launched, and this is possibly where the final message actually was sent from the aft side. So this is where people would have flushed messages out, we believe this part of this probably went down first. Well, no, actually thinking about it it probably was um that way up so this could where the message could have gone to screen scream for help the sos would have been sent out then Finn back saying these are the rails that the aircraft would have gone along doing a piece to camera then i get to obviously the hatch we're not allowed to go into it because it's a war grave but i go into it slightly good enough to be able to turn around and go and this is where the aircraft happening this is how we believed it was disabled with this uh disabled and then disabled because of the water flooding in and then i'd go up to the conning tower and i'd do my last piece of camera which is can you imagine being up here in all weathers particularly in january this is before Tex. these men were truly tough yeah? yeah and they could launch that plane in under five minutes and then by that time it's time to come up because i've used yeah. an ffm I've used nearly all my air. I'm virtually on I'm below 50 bar then. Yeah. So you think about that. Is that an enjoyable dive? No, it's tough. It, it, you,
0: it's I, not it's an enjoyable
1: tough. dive. It's not it's... an enjoyable dive because I am continuously doing a little merry dance yeah. with my cameraman. And then it becomes more enjoyable when you're a little shallower depth. You're not chewing through so much gas yeah. and you're talking to an ex- expert like Mallory or like Emily who are telling me and I just become a conduit between them yeah. and, 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 the, and, the, and the audience. But again, you are hitting certain points on that wreck to be able to tell the story or unveil yeah. the story of how it went down. What was it like to live on board, et cetera, et cetera, where the bombs may have hit it or where the magazine blew up or whatever it may be. So some of the best dives I had was in the Red Sea. And then we go, we just want some shots of you swimming. And I go, oh, God, look, there's a coral. Oh, God, there's a, there's a lionfish. Oh, wow, 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 look, what's that over there? You know, because normally when I'm diving, I'm, my, my brain is ticking over. to that, 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 that piece of camera, ask that question. Or where's this? What have we found here? So it, it is fun, but a lot of it, and it sounds like that's hard work, Ross, but it is in a way. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. Well, you're the storyteller underwater, aren't you? And you're there
3: with a a job
1: to do yeah yeah but you know what it's it's totally as you know better than me you know you're far more experienced than i'm in terms of it is infectious it is addictive um and you know we had a hypercapnia hit on the second in the second episode and we did get brass fever it was lead tingle we were trying to get up but we actually discovered a new wreck you know, but there's not there's a few to be discovered in Plymouth Sound, one one imagines. But it was just an amazing feeling. It was yeah. a fifteen hundred, had to be around Mallory estimates around fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred, because that's when lead tingle was being used. We found a silver coin, we found ship nails that have never been hammered into the side of a boat. So we're on a stall and we're finding musket balls that have never been fired. So that excitement. And the fact that you're now, I'm not exerting myself, I'm trying to pull the lead tingle up like I'm pulling up a tree stump in my back garden. But hang on, Ross, you're not in your back garden. You're at 18 metres, the Plymouth Sound. And so we both breathed out too much CO2 and we both sort of semi-blacked out and had a bit of a moment. But then again, your training kicks in and we've got a safety diver with us, Mark Colwick, who's a brilliant guy. Um, and Richie is really calm. He's the cameraman. And we managed to get to the shot line against the tide. But we were both a bit freaked out when we got up. We got on board, um, and rightly so. You should never take it for granted. This you're not you're not in your back garden. You're no. in a hostile environment. No, so, we? Well, should, should we?
0: So mean?
1: not meant to be there. No, effectively not. No, um, and 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 it's a privilege that you are. Yeah. I, I never. You know, that's the part of the elation for me is that I'm doing something that not many people ever get the chance to do.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So. That is a privilege, but it's also something you know you have to treat with the utmost respect.
0: But you're, what you're doing is actually bringing diving uh, to the masses. You know, there's no no other programs out there uh, been out there of recent no. years where you are, are taking people in from their living rooms down to these murky depths. And you've got to think a lot of people uh, will watch that have never thought about diving, have never dived, never seen underwater. And that might might trigger them to get into water. But you're bringing that into their living rooms and think, hey, look, this is what exists under those waves.
1: So I was at the Go Diving show um, a month ago. And, you know, one of the things I was trying to impress upon people in the audience is that there are some fantastic wrecks um, around the British coast. And, you know, you don't have to travel too far away to come across some fantastic uh, diveable wrecks that aren't you know at 50 meters that will suddenly appear out of the gloom generally I think the ratio from what Neil tells me Neil Brock my is is like every one in every nine dives you're going to get like 12 meters of viz but even if you get five it's an amazing thing to discover a wreck I think the one thing that came over that there was so many um divers there that don't dive in British waters
3: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: um and you know we, we were at pains to point out that there are so many more decent wrecks actually in British waters we you know we're a we're a maritime yeah. nation we, we're an island race and we have an amazing history that yeah. is submerged but it's often not that that far down oh. you know divers are, are relatively, uh relatively you know Open water divers, advanced divers can go and dive on these things. Um, and it's an amazing feeling, particularly, you know, a lot of people do want to have clear vis, 100%. But there's also something quite exciting about diving on something that suddenly appears out yeah. of the green soup at you and it's suddenly revealed to you like something out of Harry Potter. Wow. Um, and then you can go and touch it and feel it. And, and see it, and then look at what it looked like before it went down. Find out the story of why it went down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I i um i um I tried to get as many people enthused with British diving as much as diving elsewhere in the uh, uh, in other places Absolutely. in the world. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: very good. And you know, there's something to be said about. I think what, my first sea dive was on a wreck, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was just yeah, like, in yeah, Norfolk. Yeah. In oh, North
1: really? North. Whereabouts?
2: rosalie
1: up at wayborn oh right yeah so yeah I, so as I say my family are from norfolk and I, I've, I've heard from the two guys that found the gloucester as well i've spoken to them yes all the
3: yeah the look- an
1: amazing find i mean whether that's ever going to be raised like the mary rose I, I i doubt very much sadly um you know that was a great honor as well in this first series to be able to be allowed to dive on that we're only a handful of people get the opportunity every year and to have actually found something that's been accepted into the uh into the collection and to be able to voice the new uh, 4d experience that they've got there which again i hope would encourage uh people to think about taking up diving you know yeah yeah it's an awesome experience yeah to sit there and you know
2: feel that you're on a dive boat and
1: you're underwater well then, then at the end of it it should say but if you really want to do this then contact you know either your local paddy your bsack your Yeah, scuba diving international whoever's local to you and and get involved and i've also found when we've been sometimes we're doing shakedown dives before we dived on something we've got on a boat with with club members and they've all been really welcoming obviously a lot of them far more experienced than me but i've never experienced any snobbery or any kind if they've done it it very well behind my back but um you know i think there's a great diving community out there um and i would hope that the programs as you say um and encourage more people to get involved in um in uh, in diving in the uk yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely and it's uh, great to see you've been in a full face mask because again that brings another aspect to diving as well the, do you ever dive in a half mask or are you
1: not recently <laughs> no because <laughs> i tell you here's the thing that i did say at go diving as well and um and also the other thing we talked about was basically you know if you do get any kind of injury which you know, i'll talk about in a minute you know go to a dive doctor they're going to know exactly what's going on your gp will be very helpful no doubt but he'd probably be overwhelmed with lots of other stuff that's going on he may not be able to give you that kind of niche advice you need this you've got a large audience so so i, I when we're diving it was after i dived the m2 last year we've been diving down on the on the uh, around portland and um coming back i'm looking in the mirror i'm driving the car down the motorway i'm okay? my right eye is not the same height as my left eye normally is it doesn't that looks a bit odd and within two days my right eye was parallel sort of like with my with my nostril on my right on my nose and obviously i have go to the doctor as soon as i can i go to very expensive nice doctor in london and he advised me to go to an optometrist that costs a thousand pounds then i go to that's not good enough you need someone who looks at brain problems and issues so I go to him he recommends an MRI to see if I've got a tear in my arteries and my carotid artery on my other side on my left side I have thought if you've got a tear in your carotid artery you'd probably be probably dead but apparently not apparently you can't operate on it and you'll look like that for the next seven months well in my job looking like Quasimodo is only going to get me one role, that of Quasimodo or maybe the occasional panto all right so So I'm a little bit concerned. I have to wait for three days for the MRI scan to come back and be looked at, checked checked by an expert, and there is no tear. So it slowly gets better. My goes back normal. We go back in the water, and I'm not jumping off the back of the boat. I'm lowering myself in on the cage, and I'm slipping off because I think it's something to do with compression across my chest. And I'm going, mate, I don't think there's anything to do with that. There's something else going on here. Go back in the water, come back out, full face mask again, sewed against my face around the um around the hood same thing happens again this time it's even worse it like it's now nearly near my lip right i look awful and instead of spending all that money i go to the dive doctor which is free yeah. there's one in the pool and there's one up in scotland i believe yeah. um i'm um, I'll gonna get, I'll get his full name but you can my phone please i just want to give, give you a name check But this guy in one zoom call told me exactly what was wrong with me. I'd compressed my lymphatic system. So i got big mass squeeze basically all the way around my face. And it takes seven. If you squeeze your lymphatic system, if it squeezes your lymphatic system, it will take nearly seven days for it to unsqueeze. Right. No one told me that. Spent a load of money talking to experts and Mark Bentley Smith. His name is brilliant guy. Uh, Dr. Mark Bentley Smith. And, um, Dive doctor, can I advise that to anyone's listening to this? If you do get a diving injury of some kind, or you're not sure, don't go trying to ring up a GP. I mean, you can do that if you've got no way, but go to people who specialise in diving injuries because a I wasted a lot of time and I freaked myself out for a good month.
3: Mm, Yeah, scary.
1: So mate, no, because you know what I do now. If you watch me in this episode, even though I have to say wearing a hood is the reverse of a facelift, right? It's a face squeeze, right? I now seal my ffm around my around my, my hood. Ah, there's pressure yes. on, on the actual lymphatic system. Now, not everybody's well, going to be
2: mask b-
0: outside there.
1: Yeah, I used to seal it inside and then put the hood around the edge of the right. ffm. Right now, if you look at the look do you at the behind, you get air leak
0: out the top
1: holes. But you'll see I will get air, I will get air come out. Yeah. Obviously, I can do it as tight as I like now. So yeah. it's a pretty really good seal. And I've cut obviously I've got burnt pinholes in the top of the of yes. the hood. Yeah. You will see where air linking out. And that means I've got less time under. But then again, I'm less like Cosimo when I come up.
3: <laughs> better. You look better. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: that much better. But uh, but you know, I'll take anything at this age. <laughs> um um, so yeah, so that's that's one of the biggest bits of av- advice I've got as a relatively new HSC diver or any kind of diver is that you you get something that goes wrong, you're better off going to a doctor that specialises in the field that you've you know that you've been involved in yeah. and then that environment is diving. They go to a dive doctor and then they're out there on the internet. They're probably going to hate me now. They're probably going to get a thousand calls. Yeah, a I, think, I think
0: it's a fair point though, Ross. To I think to recognise that you know. You are. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, you are a quite quite a new diver, and you've been asked to do difficult dives with quite loaded dives as well. I.e., you know you've had to uh, get do go through the whole commercial diving process. You've had to get used to full face mask diving, which normally you wouldn't do till quite later on in diving. Uh, you've had to master your buoyancy. And all the same time, think about, in, you know, smart things to say in front of, of the t- cameras and, you know, fine things. It's a lot <coughs> to ask for somebody who's
1: relatively... Well, yeah, well, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, but not at the level that I've been... Oh, um, exactly. Yeah, I mean. and, 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 and you're absolutely right, here But you know what? If you really love it and then you enjoy it, and also I've got Neil Brock, right? And, I, I you know, he's one of the funniest men I've ever met. He's one of the toughest men i've ever met but he's also one of the most carefulest men i've ever met and people like him who are you know um saturation divers of the old times yeah. they know a thing or two all right so i couldn't wish to be with a better team and you know we have a we have a we have got a pretty black sense of humor a dark sense of humor um, um uh, but, but you know it, it works as a team we all rely on each other. Um, and you're absolutely right. I have all those divers. I am definitely the newbie um, at the tender age of fifty-eight. Um, but we come together as a team. There's no egos, and if they are, they'll be smashed to pieces in two seconds.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, so we got on well, and 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 taking on board everything that you, you've just said. Excuse the pun of taking on board. Once you start diving, do you realise how many nautical terms that you ah. use in every day, every day parlay, parlaying? but you don't ever actually relate them back to actually kind of naval connection or maritime connection yeah. so we um we get on really well as a team and that trust is crucial uh to any dive yeah. but particularly when you've got you know to find cameras now a couple of times I've been diving with Richie who is an unbelievable cameraman um underwater cameraman and the only way I know where to do the piece to camera is to do it between the two headlights either sides because I can't see him and I can't see the lens <laughs> yeah You would be surprised how good that camera can make it look it, you know a proper P super can suddenly look like half a P super because of the lenses that they're using yeah. and the way that the lights work inside that kind of um that type of water yeah. but um yeah i agree with you yeah I, I, I am punching above my weight a bit here but i've always done that ian so i you think know. You
0: know, i wouldn't say that but i think it's the case of you know you wouldn't normally ask somebody to it's not a normal dive is it what you're doing and I think you coping with that and uh you know making tv from that is you know
1: it takes a lot of doing so I think well, you know I know that there are some things that I've probably said and some things that I, the way that it looks that a lot of there are people out there in the diving community two percent three percent they're going to pull holes in it and they're absolutely right to do so and I'm not going to stop them from doing that but what you have to bear in mind that this isn't just a pure diving program no. if it no. was I wouldn't be presenting it yeah you know it, it ticks the locks of boxes here yeah. ultimately it's family entertainment it's got jeopardy because you're working in a hostile environment um you've got you've got history you've got camaraderie and and a little bit of, of of you know leg pulling and some funny humor so i think it works on variant levels it's a right. very interesting way to tell history um it's encouraging people to get into diving as well which can yeah. only be good for the industry um And I think it just ticks a lot of boxes. And also, the reason that I do it, and maybe one of the reasons I started doing the game show, was when I got the script, I could see it. I could visualise it. I could see it working on more than one level, which has always interested me. You know, the gang programmes that I started doing years ago weren't just because I wanted to meet blokes with young blokes with guns. There is this whole social issue about why young men join gangs and now young young women join gangs. There's a whole thing about trying to find an identity. There is something missing in the way that we operate as human beings for that to have happened. There's more; It's more than just looking at, you know, tough young guys with guns. That's that's just one part of it and, and the least important part to me. Yeah. And again, you know, the same thing with this program. It works on numerous levels, and you can take it at two of those levels, or you can take all of it. You can enjoy the history, the banter and the camaraderie, the yeah. diving. And the jeopardy or you can just take two things from it it's up to you
0: yeah it's very positive and i, I think um very good for the sport so uh yeah all, yeah. all good so we should we do our questions
2: yeah. so for every guest we have a few set questions yes. so if you could take three people diving they don't have to be divers but just the principle of taking them under the water from the past or present who would you take and why
1: Look, can I qualify it with, can I take people down without breathing apparatus? Because there's a number of people I'd like to take diving. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's As <laughs>
3: <wonderful. Yeah. laughs> um,
1: So as I've got some. No, I, I thought about it. And I think basically just now, and I think it would have to be my family. It would yeah. be my family to share it with them, you know. Um, I'm not getting any younger, and they're quite young, and I'd love to be able if they could suddenly, you know, have a, have their paddy or whatever their BZAC or whatever it is now, um, then I would love to take my family, wife, and and the kids diving yeah, on a wreck and a really nice wreck like the thistle gum. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, that's good. And anything to do to encourage people to get in the water,
1: it's good. Yeah,
0: excellent, yeah. good choice. Uh, our second question would be: Is uh, what gets you out of your comfort zone? Doesn't have to be diving.
1: No, actually, the true thing, I mean, I'm often out of my comfort zone and that's what I sort of do for a living. You know, I'm like, I'm a conduit to telling a story, but I often end up in places out of my comfort zone. But I would suggest what really does it is once you become a parent, if any of your children are sick or ill and I have a daughter that's not very well at the moment, that definitely takes when you. It's out of your control, yeah. you know, when you're in that hospital and there's nothing that you can do. That is me totally out of my comfort zone because yeah. even if i'm you know if i'm dodging bullets i can i can get a bit lower or i can move behind something solid you know if someone's gonna pull a knife or do something like that i, I i've got some relatively good people skills to be able to try and dodge around it but if something happens to your child and there's nothing it's out of your hands that's when i feel completely and utterly out of my comfort zone yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. answer yeah Thank great you.
2: answer And then our third question, if you had a billboard that you could put out to the whole world, so it could be basic billboard with a statement on, pictures, video, what message would you put on your billboard and why?
1: Well, there's one life. You get one life. You get one life, you know, and that's why, you know, double check everything before you jump into that water, triple check it. Yeah. You know, I, as I was working out in um, in Hungary recently, and there were a Hungarian crew, but he had an English "Think twice" tattooed on his arm. And I think that's not a bad one, you oh. know. But yeah, uh, you, know, you get one life, yeah. so think twice.
2: Yeah, yeah no, very Great. good answer. So, so if people want to find out more about you and the series coming up, what's the best place they should go?
1: Go, no ideas. The answer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, go to Sky History's website, you know. I mean, it'll be on television. It's on television um, 10th of April at 9pm on Sky History. There will be episodes on Virgin as well. Um, But Sky History, go to Sky History's website and and you'll see it. There's going to be billboards all over the country. And no doubt there'll be some people in the diving community will dislike the... um, It's CGI'd. No, it's not a real diving uh, rig. No, it's been made up by a guy that wants it to look dramatic and interesting. So it draws punters in to watch it. And you know what? I'm happy with that.
3: That's TV. Yeah,
1: yeah it's TV. It yeah. is TV. And and do you know what? That's how. If I was wearing the absolute kind of FFM, you wouldn't be able to see who it is. Yeah. You know. It's been done in a very clever way, so I drop through history the different wrecks that we see. From, see that's good. So, like you start off uh, with like Sherman tanks and Valentine tanks, and then you go through all the different wrecks that we dive on eighteen hundred steamers and sailors, and you get down to the Mary Rose. Wow. Um, and it's a brilliant piece of CGI as far it's, as I'm concerned. Yeah. Sorry about the face, of the bloke that's diving can't do anything about that. But there will be people purists that will say, "Well, you're just you're, you're wearing the wrong kit." That kit doesn't even exist, mate. It exists in the brains of a very clever artist. But what it's doing is drawing in new people to want to watch programs about diving, which will hopefully draw in more people who will want to get involved in diving. And that has to be good for the sport. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Have you got any further aspirations for diving? Are you looking at maybe cave diving or
1: Definitely. Diving marine animals? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I know some okay. cave divers they are fantastic chaps and i'm very happy for for all those involved look i'm happy doing what i'm doing at the moment and and you know what i don't think i can actually talk with a on doing a rebreathing course so you know why would there be any point in me going down and and i'd love to be like if i could learn if i had the time when i wasn't doing all the other stuff that i was doing to get a rebreather i would like to have that ticket but if i can't talk to an audience and you can't see me because it's so dark yeah. what is and earth is the point of me doing it in terms of the workplace in terms of me as a diver a social diver going out and doing it yeah I'd love to have all the time to do all those things lot of me so so yeah um there are lots of things you know there's lots of things that I would like to do uh, and no doubt uh the next person will come up with deeper and further darker <laughs> and, uh, so that, watch this space I could be doing a rebreather course and they may be developing a new mask so I can actually talk into a rebreather um but um, at the moment, I'm quite happy being here.
2: Yeah, yeah no, that's great. It's to, good hear place to be. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. Really good. Yeah, no, excellent. Yeah, so, no, really great. enjoyed, and it's great you've got that positive yeah view on diving and trying to
0: get people into the sport. Yeah, is- keep making the programs.
1: Thank you, Ian. thank you, Gemma. I really yeah. great talking to you.
0: Yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks for giving us some of your time.
1: Thank you. Awesome. Thank, thank you. It was
0: really good fun. Thank you.
1: Pleasure. Thank you for your time
0: that's excellent thank you very much ross thank you for uh you know joining us today yeah great thank you very much uh right okay well that was really good wasn't it? good chat
2: yeah very uh enthusiastic and very um uh, level-headed about his experiences i'd say well first i've
0: got to say thanks to ross um for giving us some of his time today um, he's having a day of interviews by the sound of it. He is. He's
2: in a hotel somewhere, just yeah. talking
0: to him. Um yeah, But it's obvious from you know things he's saying and his uh, body language. You know, this is something that he actually genuinely enjoys, isn't it? Diving is one of his, his, you know, loves, and I think that definitely comes across in the interview and comes across in when he's presenting during his diving. During yes, yes.
2: And he was very um, honest, you know, about diving, yes, he enjoys, but it is has been the production of a TV series, so there is a lot to think about, you know, like you said, he was... There is, like... uh,
0: and, I, and I, I was trying to think of a better way of how to put it to it. I didn't mean as literally as a new diver, mm. but I know he hasn't, he, he'd done his open water in the 90s and then had a Big Gap and then he got into it and that was this, but someone who's... Kind of now, it's like, like you, mm. yeah, you wouldn't normally with somebody who's done like, let's say, 50, 60 dives, suddenly say, right, I want you to do some really difficult dives, go down deep, uh, qualify as, 30 a commercial. Knees, commercial, uh, qualify as a commercial diver, dive in full face mask, and then I want you to think of really entertaining things to camera, and then hold your buoyancy, plus find interesting things on, on the seabed. C- and then be able to present um, to a camera and be seen.
2: Yeah, and be entertaining. Quite and to... <laughs> that's
0: quite yeah. a lot. That's quite a lot. That's a big ask. You it know, is. Yeah, of it anybody. That,
2: that came across in what he said, wasn't it? it yeah. Was it an enjoyable dive? Well, it wasn't as enjoyable as it could have been because obviously it was a, a job, a means to an end. Yeah, it, it wasn't
0: just uh, you know a uh, what's the word uh, a jaunt or what? Well, know. it wasn't just a recreational it dive, wasn't. was it? No, no, no definitely not.
2: No, but it's great that his passion comes across, and it's not just purely for diving. There's all the different levels. It's it's like peeling an onion, isn't it? There's just lots. Peeling oh,
0: <laughs> onions, you are in cooking.
2: <coughs> no, I mean you know you've got the history, the people. You've got There's lots gar-
0: of a- onions, and garlic, <laughs> and all sorts.
2: <laughs> well, I just came to. I my think mind.
0: I, uh, a while ago I commented on somebody's post when they've when. <coughs> You right when ross first brought out the episodes and that and we need people like ross to bring diving uh, and particularly uk diving mm. to the masses yeah you know yeah you know i, I i'm sure there's tech divers and people who've the salty sea dogs of the world who could probably look at different things and say well maybe that shouldn't be the case and maybe you should be doing this or maybe you know and that's not what it's about it's not just about as he said it's about the hiss it's about finding a reg finding the then telling the story about why it's there how it become there then it's about the actual going down there and discover about it yeah and telling that whole story in an entertaining way which appeals not just to divers but to the whole people who love telly and will play you know and want to learn about it.
2: Really good, how he brought in the medical side of diving about the special uh, services we do have from the likes of Dan you know to advise and assist yeah. when there are issues
0: yeah um, and to be fair there there are other diving doctors around mm. the u k um, so if you go to Dan if you are if you need to find out a the nearest um, diving doctor. To you, because most to be fair what he was saying was he spoke to his local GP, but most it's been my experience most local G- GPS probably won't know unless they're actual qualified diving yes, doctors yeah. um, and if you've got one in your area you're, you're lucky um, most of them will go well, actually I don't really know No. Um, you have to fill a questionnaire if you're in, in a health a health questionnaire if you want to go learn the dive you know there's a, there's a questionnaire to fill in.
2: Yeah, um, and you will have to get signed off by a doctor if there are any no's any yeses. Yeah, any yeses. Yeah. So likewise for me because I've got asthma, so I have to have a sign off by yeah. a um, doctor every year. Yeah, yeah. And and that is not a GP; he is a medical HSC.
0: Yes. Yeah. Dive. Yeah. Dive yeah. doctor.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's interesting because I've not heard of this complaint that you can get no on, um, for a face mask. Um, <laughs> onto your face like that.
2: But that, and I did clarify, because we were wearing full face masks, and our masks sit on top of our hoods, mm. whereas it sounded like his was the other way around. Yeah. And that's what caused the problem. Yeah. And now he's
0: gone to... Well, you got to think as well, because um, you've, so you pull the straps tight, as we know, mm. yeah, to get that secure on your face, but you once you start, you think, there's a real difference in pressure between zero being on the surface, yeah. when you're pulling yeah. it tight, to then you stop, you start dropping by 10 meters, mm-hmm. and you, you've got a hell of a pressure pushing against your skin, yes,
2: yeah, with that. If you've got the hood in between the mask and, and that's your taking face. some of that yeah. squeeze out, yeah, so that was quite interesting. So, mm, and yeah. I did notice because we've watched the first two episodes on he, when he's got his hood on, it, his hood is really. Um, over his face
0: yeah,
2: and not very it's not flush to his face and I guess that's because that's, that's no still...
0: three uh, hood that he's wearing on mm. um, yeah. I believe on the on the episodes and um, that's got a, a slightly different f- face to it for yeah. specifically designed to wear under a full face mask mm. yeah so
2: very interesting okay. but no I found that really
0: entertaining yes I, I, I agree and um, I think it's I hope he makes some more because I think that it is really interesting. It's interesting, um, you know, seeing, especially UK diving. Mm. Uh, one of the things I was going to say to him, I don't know if, whether he knew, but just sort of like, you know, one of our popular dive sites, the Farns, there's something like 260 wrecks, known wrecks, all around that those islands.
2: Which is crazy, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, it is mad. In fact, one of the earliest was like a thousand years ago and one of the latest we weren't all that long ago i think it was in the 70s yeah. it's gone now we got towed we got uh and towed away and then plymouth there are thou- you know
2: potentially thousands aren't there oh there? yeah
0: just... well, you know, you know um, they'll mention in one of the episodes coming up that um that uh mallory says that in that one area alone there's known 700 wrecks
2: stunning isn't it because
0: the channel is not that big but they go back go back a few hundred years ago when england was always sparring with spain Mm. and france you know there was constant battles you know there was so much history going yeah uh, you know and you think the constant trade Going on between England and the its empire and the at these little uh, these other countries all dotted around the world, you know, particularly India. There was a constant flow of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we are an island at the end of the day, so we will have. Ships. Yeah, and it's really good to hear <coughs> us talking about UK diving. I think because um, there's so much, and I never quite understand it really why people don't dive in the UK because mm-hmm. it's like. Even if you said, well, I don't like the cold water. Well, okay, get that. Dive in the summer.
2: Yeah.
3: It's not that
0: cold. <laughs> you can dive in a wetsuit. No, and there's just so, so much to
2: explore in the UK. You know, you go to
0: Weybourne. you can dive the rose lee, and what, the top of the deck is like four metres. You go off the top of the deck and dive, go to the bottom. Six. It's eight It's yeah. about eight metres tops, right? Yeah. And it is warm. You, you see lobsters, you see crabs, you see... All these types of fish. Sponges. Loads. Yeah. Loads. And you think, what? You know, you don't need. Egypt is lovely. You know, and I'll, you know, Red Sea, great. Get it. But you've got all this on your doorstep. Yeah. To be explored. Yeah. And you don't need a dry suit. No. No, and, you know, as I said,
2: that first sea dive I did, that just was amazing. How and clear that was, was that? It was stunning. And that was what my... You did away, your
0: open water in Guildenburg at the weekend, right? yeah. And it was like pea soup, unfortunately, when we went. And and it was yeah, being, and then being honest, midweek, we you couldn't even see the double decker bus. No. And we dived in Wayborn straight afterwards, didn't we? Yeah. And it was so clear. Yeah,
2: it was warm. It was amazing. Yeah. So it just shows you, yes, like Ross said, not every dive is going to be perfect visibility or even twelve no. meters visibility, no. but you know that's. That's, the variety is a spice of life. And that's
0: where you get your experience and build your confidence.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said if, yeah, there are people that just do holidays, they just blue water dive off of Red Sea, shore, abroad. It's fine, fair they enough, just, that's
0: what they do. Yeah, it ticks but their
2: boxes, doesn't it?
0: It does, but the, the point of it is, although that is really great, you're also missing out a lot what, the, what is around on, and on your doorstep. Yeah. You know, and even if you're in the centre part of the UK, which I think is like
2: 70 miles. Uh, it's away. 70
0: miles from any part of the coast, which is what? Two hours driving. And at no stage in the UK are you more than a couple of hours really from UK diving.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One thing
0: I will say, always best, and as Ross did pick up on this as well, is it's always best to get local knowledge.
2: Yes, yeah, that was very, very good advice.
0: Because, I, although I, I kind of simplified it a bit by saying, just you know, you're only two hours for every coast. Not every coast is good for diving. But, you know, with local knowledge, it can be done.
2: Yeah, and we see that when we've done boat diving. You yeah. know, if there are tides to consider, yeah. it's, yeah. yeah,
0: winds, everything. So, brilliant. Uh, really, you know, really impressed. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I'm, I'm really... Impressed that he's such an advocate for UK diving and just diving in general. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, really good. It's not just a, it's not just a showman. It is he's purely got it in his blood. So no,
0: he's uh, yeah, as a TV guy, I think carry on doing what he's doing. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, so very big thank you, Ross. Yeah,
0: what say? Thank you very much, and uh, well. Let us know, um, the shows are coming out on Monday, which will be, be when this me. episode ends. Yes,
2: the 10th of April, Um, and then the uh, Deep Sea Treasure Hunter will be out at 9pm on the Sky History Channel. So if you're
0: watching it, let us know what you think, uh, did you enjoy it? Any points that you thought, you know, was there any questions you think we should ask? You know, maybe we could put them to Ross, and we'll send it to him um you know it'd be really good to get your feedback do you like the show any comments anything like that
2: yeah yeah so keep an eye on our social media we'll be posting about some of the episodes i'm sure as as they go through the series yeah um and obviously yeah mary rose um you can dial back and listen to alex hildred um obviously ross got to dive on the mary rose site so that's another good episode to listen to as well
0: yeah yeah very fortunate Brilliant. Well, thank you very
2: much. Thanks for downloading and thanks for listening to this episode. Yep, thanks for downloading and goodbye from the Big
0: Scuba Podcast. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba Podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way, you will never miss an episode from us. But... If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout-out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us, or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email the links are in the show notes we will get back to you no matter what if you have made it to this point in the episode we both want to say a big big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode